Hi, everybody. It's Mariam Goldberg continuing Emuna um, Bitachon Made Practical from last week and from the beginning of this week. So this week we introduced a three-step process when something happens, which is Kach Hashem Ratzah. This is Ratzon Hashem Hashkach Pratis, Gamzula Tova, which we spoke about yesterday. And today, Merz Hashem, we're going to delve into the third and final stage, which is the Lama. And it's really the highest stage because when a person is holding on a regular level and he says, Kach Hashem Ratzah, that's good. It's acknowledging, first of all, that it's only coming from Hashem and not attributing it to anyone. But really, the Torah, and we saw halachas mechaevas, to say that Gamzula Tova Koma Avid Rachman Alatav Avid, which we spoke about yesterday, if we know Hashem is Avinu Ha'av Ha'rachaman, and we say it throughout Tefillah and Tehillim, and we see Hashem's Ahava towards Kal Yisrael in the Torah, then we really come to that recognition of a father-child relationship, which obviously a, a parent would never want to harm a child. It actually reminded me of a story that um, happened recently. My sister took her preemie twins to have an eye examination, and they were born with many different complications and uh, medical issues, and they had to undergo a very, very serious and complicated eye examination. And while they were going through it, she said she just looked at them, and it looked so painful, and she started crying. She burst out in tears, and she said she thinks she was crying harder than the twins themselves who are small babies, they're little infants. But I was thinking that if a bus of a dumb could have so much rachamim on their child, how much more so? Al-achas kama v'kama, Hashem has so much rachamim on us. And it says that when a person is going through a tsar, through a tsar, Hashem is right there with them. So it's really acknowledging that Hashem is is the one orchestrating it, and it's for their it's for our get our good. The same way my sister had to have this examination performed on the twins, and it's really for their good, even though simultaneously she was feeling this tremendous pain. So that's another understanding and idea to really be able to tap into that gamzulatova. <coughs> excuse me, kol David rachman which we said is nikvala halacha shulchan Today, Merit Hashem, I'd like to really delve into the third stage, the third and final stage. Once we've gone through the first two st- stages, we're really also required to get to the lemma. And it's not lama. Yid doesn't ask why. A yid asks for what? For what purpose is this happening? And this is really the highest stage. We don't always get to it in the moment and sometimes not even a couple hours later and not even within the week or the month or the year. Sometimes it takes years for us to really get to that stage of the lemma. And I'd like to split this lemma into a few different categories, meaning for what purpose, for what purpose did Hashem have me go through this specific situation? So I think uh, first and foremost, the lemma is a connection to Hashem, is in order for us to become closer to Hashem through davening. And how do we learn this out? It says in Shir Hashirim, Hashmini es Kolech. And Rav Chaim Shmuelevitz has a beautiful piece in Sichos Masar, which is really to die to see within. It's the last piece in Sichos Masar. And um, he says over there, it's a short piece, and he says over there that the reason that the Hashmi'ini es Kolech 
is said in Shira Shirim is because the tzara that Hashem sends a person is not as a goal, as an end in and of itself. Chas v'sham, Hashem is kulo rachaman. The tzara that Hashem is sending is only an emtsai in order for a person to dive into Hashem. So it's this conduit. It gives us, it prompts us to dive into Hashem. Why? Because he says over there, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Misaveh Umetzapelitzfilasan. Hashem is just waiting for our tefillas. And he says over there, So Hashem wants to hear our voice. So that we should come to that recognition through this situation that it is only Hashem and only Hashem can save a person in that situation and no one else. And he goes on to further explain that this is the reason that Klaishal were surrounded when they reached Yamsuf. They were surrounded by the Yam on one side and by the Mitzvah on the other side. And the Tsar wasn't the tackless. That wasn't the goal. That wasn't the end in and of itself. It was only this means to an end because Hashem wanted to hear their voice and they cried out to Hashem. And Chaim Shmuelavitz actually has this piece under a uh, section, a chapter called the Regal Hamata. This is when um, Klai Yisrael, I think, was going through the Six-Day War, or maybe the Yom Kippur War was around that Kufa, and there were bombs falling left and right, and he was really encouraging and giving tremendous chizok, and he writes over there, And once we come to that understanding that this is the Lama, the Lama is really for us to connect to Hashem, it's in order for us to become closer to Him through tefillah, through communication, then it brings us to a totally different place, a totally different level. Had a kala uh, not so long ago, very from kala from the, one of the really good seminaries here in Yerushalayim, Israeli, and she said to me, we're speaking about communication between husband and wife, and she said to me, you know, when I come home at the end of a long day, I'm so exhausted, I don't think I'm going to have the koach, the energy to start striking up a conversation with my husband. We'll just sit next to each other, but I don't think that we're really going to converse that often and that much. And I looked at her and I said, there is no way in the world that you can really build up a relationship without communication. And really the same way that between husband and wife, they must be communicating. And then communication should not only be on technical matters or on children because Mer Hashem, those children leave the house, and then if that was their only topic of conversation, they're going to find themselves very, very bored after the fact. In order to really build up a deep, communi- deep relationship, you have to build up a deep communication, and really that's what Hashem wants. He wants us to be asking for the small things. He wants us to be asking for the big things. He wants a real relationship with us of continuous davening and talking to him. And this talking doesn't have to be a formal tefillah. It could be an informal tefillah. And Rav Pinkus explained that, explains this concept in many of his farm, which is the concept of the charbi uvakashti. There are two ways to um, wage war. One is with a sword and the other is with a bow and arrow. And with a sword, the sword itself is intrinsically um, uh, dangerous. And the bow and arrow, you really need to know how, uh, how to adjust it and then how to be able to use it. If you don't know how to use a bow and arrow, then it's not going to um, fill its purpose. 
And those are the two types of tefillah that we have. We have the formal tefillah, which is Anshe Knesset Sagdola, and that has intrinsic power. That even if a person is not having kavana in their tefillah, their tefillah could still be Paul Yeshuas. And the other type of a tefillah is a tefillah that comes from the bottom of a person's heart in their own words. And I'd like to remind us of the powerful um, uh, parak uh, in Yeshayahu, Laman Ches, when Yeshayahu Hanavi comes to Chizkiyahu HaMelech, and he says that Chizkiyahu HaMelech was not Mekayim Puravu because he made a cheshben that because he saw, I guess, in his nevuah that he was going to have uh, a Russia offspring, Menasha, he didn't want to be Mekayim, the mitzvah. And he made this cheshpan, he made this calculation when Chazal said he really should not have. And therefore, Hashem sends Yeshaya, and Yeshaya says to him, Komar Hashem, meaning this was a commandment from Hashem, Tzav Leveischa, Ki Ata you are going to die. And Chizkiyahu HaMelech, there says, actually, the Gemara there says, first of all, he says, This is very frightening. He's telling the Chizkiyahu HaMelech that he's losing, not only is he going to die in this world, but he's actually losing his Olam Haba because he wasn't Osik. He didn't make an Isak out of uh, Peri or Rivia. And then, what does Chizkiyahu HaMelech do? It says in the next Pasuk, Vayasav Chizkiyahu Panav, El Hakir, and it says um, in the Mefarshim that he actually turned not to the wall, but he turned into Kiroslibo. He turned into his heart, and <clears throat> it says Vayispalel El Hashem. He dives into Hashem, and he continues. The Navi continues there and says Vayomer Ana Hashem. So he says, Hashem, please remember all my good deeds and everything that I did good. And he cried out, he cried out this big cry, a Bechi Gadol. And over here in the Gemara, it says that Chizkiyahu HaMelech actually said to Yishayahu HaNavi, Ben Amot Kala Nevuas Chavetse. So stop saying your Nevuah. Kach Mekublani Me Beis Avi Abba. We have this Kabbalah, Me Beis Avi Abba. And who was Beis Avi Abba? Beis Avi Abba was David Hamelech. And he he had this Kabbalah from David Hamelech. Afilu Cherev Chada Munachas Al Tavar Shal Adam. Al Yimna Atzmot Min Harachamim. Now, if we think about this Kabbalah, it's a very, very strong Kabbalah. It's a strong Vlashon. You have this Cherev, which we said has actually intrinsic power, intrinsic Koach to kill. And where is it being laid? Al Tavar Shal Adam, on the neck, on a person's neck, not on their finger, not on their pinky toe, and nowhere else on the most dangerous place for a sword to be laid on. On, on the tzava, on the neck. And even in that situation, meaning even in that situation, a person still has to daven, still has to cry out. And my husband actually just told me that there is a machlokas, whether if the cherub actually started penetrating into a person's skin, there are those that hold that still, yes, one should daven, even in such a situation. Never 
stop davening even when the situation seems dire and difficult. Why? Because Hashem wants us, our connection. And then the Navi continues and says, meaning Yeshayahu HaNavi, then God in Nevoah from Hashem, Haloch Vamarta Chizkiyahu, go back to Chizkiyahu and say, Kwamar Hashem Elokei David Avicha, say to Chizkiyahu HaMelech, Hashem, who is the God of your father, David HaMelech, Shamati es secha. I heard your tefillah. Ra'isi es secha. I saw your tears. Hineni Yosef al yamecha chamesha And I will give you an additional 15 years of life. And not only that, mikaf melech ashur atzilcha ve'esha'ir hazos. Meaning he gives him, he gives him a lot more than he would have attained originally. So, we see really over here the koach of tefillah. I remember several years ago, I was in a kennis in Tamir, and they invited um, uh, Rav Gross, who was the father of the two kids who passed away from um, when they had an exterminator come in their uh, apartment in Givas Mordechai. And he said, and Baruch Hashem, the other two kids, other I think the two girls passed away and the two boys survived. And he said that when the doctors came out to him and told him the terrible news that his two daughters passed away and they said the news regarding his sons really does not seem hopeful at all, he said he was reminded of this Navi, of Yeshayahu HaNavi, and he called out and he cried to Hashem from the bottom of his heart and his two children were saved, his two sons were saved, Baruch Hashem. Just as a side note, I heard later on, a few years later, Baruch Hashem, there was Ochata, another child, which also gives a tremendous samcha and a tremendous chizok in Amuna. But so this is what Chizkiyahu HaMelech is teaching us, is even in this situation that seems helpless and hopeless, Hashem, the lema is Hashem, wants us to dive into Him. And a beautiful... Another beautiful Gemara that I remember hearing in a Shabbos afternoon, I don't remember who the speaker was, but she told over this Gemara, and it was really, it was a game changer in my tefillah, I guess if you could call it a game, if you could call it a game changer, but it was really something that totally changed my perspective on tefillah. And it's Kedai also to see from within, it's um, Rosh Hashanah, Daf Ches. And the Gemara there tells us about two people who were deathly ill. They were both on their deathbed, literally. And the Gemara says, shave, and their sickness, their disease, was exactly equal. In addition to those two deathly ill people, there were two people who had um, an execution sentence. They had, uh, their, crime, their punishment was, uh, execution, and the execution, or their their punishment was equal, maybe the crime was equal, and their punishment was equal. And it says that in both situations, there was one that was saved from the disease, and Baruch Hashem got better and lived, and from the execution, there was one that was saved, and one that died. So the Gemara asks, um, why was this one saved, and this one wasn't saved? So the Gemara continues and says, meaning they both davened. All four individuals davened. And we can imagine when a person is on their deathbed, they are davening. And when a person is about to be executed, they are also, they are davening. 
So the Gemara then asks, Mifne maza na'ana v'zalo na'ana, z'espalel tefila shlima na'ana, v'zalo espalel tefila shlima lo na'ana. So the Gemara is answering that one person davened a tefila shlema in each of the situations, and the other one did not daven a tefila shlema. And what does a tefila shlema mean? A tefila shlema means, Igmar there, the Mepharshim explained, that a tefila shlema is that they had the amuna that the tefila could actually save them in this situation. And this is the koach of tefillah, that even when there are two people in an identical situation, Hashem could carry out the outcome in a totally different way, diametrically opposite, because this one had a tefillah with a, that, was with a, that was a tefillah shlema, and this one had a tefillah which was not a tefillah shlema, it was a tefillah of desperation. Um, but it wasn't a tefillah that had the emunah and bitachon aspect in it, that Hashem could really do anything in the situation. So in any given situation, that's the first really lema, that's the first reason that Hashem is putting us in the situation is for the connection, is for the tefillah. Another lema is really for self-growth. Hashem wants us to go through a situation, and I think that anyone who lives in this community has heard Berkowitz speak about this over and over and over again, about the self-growth, about growing from any situation. And I remember years ago when I heard it, I was not receptive enough to hear it, and many times when we're going through a difficult situation, we're not necessarily receptive enough. But if you went through that difficult situation and you didn't grow from the situation, then it's 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 chaval, it's chaval. It's really, it's like a missed opportunity so that self-growth is also is reaching inside of yourself and trying to think to yourself, what is it that I could really grow from this situation, whether it be in Midos, whether it be in something much bigger like giving to Chal Yisrael um, in this situation, whether it be opening up a gemach. I remember I once heard on Chazak a beautiful story about a couple that lost their bar mitzvah son, and he loved the mitzvah of tefillin, and he only really had a few months to put on his tefillin. He got sick. I'm not sure exactly when, and then shortly after his bar mitzvah, he passed away. So they decided to open up a tefillin gemach for bar mitzvah boys who don't have the means to purchase tefillin. And this was their giving to Klai's role. There's another woman who lost her infant, and she opened up a gemach called Sarala, and she has baby accessories throughout the United States, States so that when couples come back home for Yamim Tovim, from wherever it is, or even if they're living there, they always have this gmach with baby accessories. So it's turning your situation into a much broader situation of being able to give to Klai so, and not just focusing on myself. That could be that that's really that lama. I really see that I'm already short on time. So the last point that I wanted to speak about, I'm going to speak tomorrow. I'm going to give over a short message tomorrow, Arab Shabbos, on Hoda'ah, and that's also really part of the Lama. So just ending off for today, actually maybe before I end off, I just wanted to say, for those of you who asked me, Mertz Hashem, the next Haras HaMishpacha series, which I'm going to be giving, is after Pesach. I still have a few slots available, so you could definitely give me a call to register. Um, for that, I'm still unsure of exactly when I'm going to be starting, most probably sometime in the middle of ER. It's endorsed by Rebrukowitz. The halachas, the psaq that I give over is from the Rav. And um, Baruch Hashem, it'll be my sixth series. 
um, giving over to married women. So that's as far as that. And if anyone also would like to hear me on Chazak, a few women asked me about that. It's on the personal story section, which I believe is extension number two. And then the extension is, I think it's an extension of like Shiduchim and fertility and divorce all lumped in one. So just press that extension, and then it's under the infertility section. It's the first story. So if anyone would like to listen to that, I think it's a, it gives over a lot of chizok, very different angle from what I've been giving over in this series of Emunah Bitachon. Um, so just to wrap up, the final message really from today is when we're going through whatever situation it is, or even if we're past a situation, to really ask ourselves that lemma, did I grow from this situation? How did I contribute? How did I give to Klai Yisrael? How did I become a greater and bigger person? Maybe I became more sensitive towards others. Maybe I worked on a certain midah and a certain character trait, but really the ultimate lama is this tremendous connection with Hashem because He wants us with Him all the time. And Baruch Hashem, I have friends who have lots of Yeshua's in many different areas, and many times they tell me that after they had the Yeshua in one uh, in that one situation, then they get any sound from a different situation. So, so lamaisa, so lam. So Lamai said, at the end of the day, really Hashem just wants us to bless Him all the time. Um, and Merz Hashem, we should really have this choice of asking that Laman. We're not always holding there in this situation. But even if we aren't, we could get to it even if it's a week later, a year later, or a decade after whatever is that happened. So Hatzlacha Rabbah in the meantime, and hopefully Merz Hashem tomorrow, I'll be giving the final message in this Emunah Bitachon series called to... Thank you.